0: What a weird intro to Real Talk Christian podcast, where we drink coffee and have some creepy music for Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween, folks! (laughs)
0: Uh, Sorry, happy
1: Happy Resurrection Resurrection Day. That's Easter. Happy uh, Reformation Day. Reformation
0: Day. Day. Thank you. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, dead people walking. It's our Halloween episode, bro. So you know we got to bring something absolutely off the rails. Yeah. So, uh, you guys ready?
1: I'm ready to about zombies. Let's Let's go. go.
0: Alright, I think the people have probably Have you guys enough. had enough of that yet? Oh, the weirdness. Have you guys had enough? I was like, Mark, look, man, I got the Halloween intro this year, because usually you, like, we sit here, we figure it out yeah, together. Yeah, we only figure it out together. Well, I was going through the stream deck sounds, and I'm like,
1: this was kind of an off-the-wall like... And and I'm nervous that I hit record like a half second too late, so hopefully they caught the whole intro, because that was weird. And then the horse name. Well, because usually I'm the one that does the ha-ha. It's like a creepy western is what it sounded like. Like the carnival like, dee, 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 dee. That's, that song kind of sounded like it was on caffeine. Like, that song sounded like Halloween on caffeine. That's Probably, what that song was. Well, just a little bit, man. But just, either way, dude, this is our fifth year in a row is having it, yeah. a special episode for Halloween. It, it is a, the fifth Halloween episode. We've done some bonus episodes, we've done some normal episodes. And, we, you know, we had a really fun conversation in the group because we were talking about um, just ideas for Halloween episodes. Right. And I do have to say, dude, we got like five or six. Really good one. Well, some of them were like, really we, we've
0: covered. And they're like, hey, you should touch on these topics again. And I was like, yeah, we could.
1: I will say, though, but the there's been a lot of it. a lot of weird talk and stuff about aliens lately. Yeah, which I'll... Like in the yeah. news. I mean... So I'm like, people want to talk about that. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that one yet. We talked about aliens and extraterrestrials I mean, stuff. my opinion has not changed since the previous episode. So it was like, I mean, we could talk about it, but I'm just going to say what I said back then. I'm getting old <laughs> And whenever I see weird crap like that, and again, this is not conservative mark coming out. This is mm. more just looking going Whenever it's like political season, there's some weird crap that happens. Always and every I'm time. like it's on a cycle. And it's but seriously, and so I'm like I'm looking at this going is it true? Is it true? Have, have
0: you seen the the picture of the alien they released? Yeah, at, little and tiny then, one where it's like. Rrr. And then they're like, "Look, they just
1: they were kidding.
0: It's a hoax. It's cake, and like they had like somebody <laughs> was cutting <laughs> a
1: piece of cake out of it." <laughs> now that's funny. It was great. I've never seen the a picture of a side by side of what he looked like and then what like uh, another some like cartoon character looked like or something like mm-hmm. that or a, a klingon maybe no that was with jesus no that was uh that was saint nicholas saint nicholas right saint nicholas with the klingon <laughs> like, head he's a klingon oh who put that
0: in the facebook group i don't know but it was hilarious i don't know man. so if you oh. haven't already checked out the facebook group uh tonight's episode is brought to you by mr none other than brian poland a dear friend of mine but he's also in the facebook group he's like dude you know what you guys to talk, talk about? Talk about damn zombies. Walking dead people. And I'm like... Absolutely. But he named a specific section of walking dead people, and we were like, all right, we got you, but we're not going to spoil it yet. Just think. Real Talk Christian podcast, walking dead people. <laughs> Maybe we'll you can put it to We'll see what happens.
1: But uh, yeah, Mark, how's it been going, my good sir? Like in the Facebook group and me getting like razzed or just in general? <laughs> so
0: data recording. <laughs> yesterday, we had an episode drop of uh, what is a godly woman
1: what is a godly wan? <laughs> or in mark's perspective what is a godly wan? like obi-wan kenobi dude and then my sister-in-law jamie's out there throwing the spongebob gifs in there <laughs> Like, come on jamie yeah it was pretty good like, i asked for your brother-in-law man. i was like
0: man i'm gonna razz you about it and then you got razzed so I got, hardcore no,
1: no, no. you texted me and then the facebook group there was i'm like bro there's already a thread yeah it there's was already <laughs> a thread it's like reddit up in here
0: it, it was pretty good and i'm like you know what they've razzed you hard enough i'm not gonna razz you as bad but i am still you gonna jumped in it. that
1: group man you <laughs> had a little but fuel that fire, well, me, little old me. And then I gotta say, you know, Pastor Brando coming in there with his uh, Matt Walsh jokes, yeah, cracking me up. And, what is a woman? Oh, a, a wand. What is a wand? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, but what's a woman? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but what you know, the Facebook group has been a lot of fun for for many reasons. One, just the pure enjoyment and fun. And yeah. you know, there's been a few of you guys who have commented and said that there's been a lot of other Facebook groups you've been part of that have been very. uh What's the word I'm looking for? Um Plain Jane. No, not plain Jane. More like uh, antagonistic towards different uh, worldviews. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, did I tell you about you know that Reformation group that uh, that called Soche a heretic? Uh, yeah, I dug I my do heels in and went ham on some of them fools this last week. Oh yeah. Uh, don't have an art like, like, if people want to fight about today's Christian worship music and how un- un- unbiblical it is, bro, I will take you to the cleaners in that conversation. So I did. Um, I don't let people like just make stuff up where it's like, we think thinking today's stuff and everyone's like, Oh, it's so bad because of this and this and this and I still hold true it has to have good theology. Oh no, no, no. I said that too. I said that too. <laughs> but what I'm saying, but, but my thing was the fact I'm like, you're asking the wrong question. I said is the question the question should be is what should we do about songs that are traditional hymns and modern that are not theologically correct? That's the right question. Yeah. There's some great modern worship. And I, you know, I brought up the past about you know we're supposed to sing a new song, and someone's like, "Well, reading the that, that context." It sounds like it's just talking about that one specific new it song. Just, it just like, cracks
0: me up because so many, bro. so many hymns, right? That's the big so thing. So many right? hymns suck.
1: They're well, like funeral no, songs. I, I really like, oh. I really <laughs> like hymns. But no, Me too. Me so too. many
0: hymns were written to bar tunes mm-hmm. from back in that time period, and it's like, yep. as soon as you throw that out there, they're like well, well, you know, I don't listen to those hymns. Oh, and it's and like, then yeah, classical you <laughs> music was
1: considered ungodly and sinful. And then oh, yeah. musical instrument, like the piano so, was banned in worship services. And yeah. now it's like the, the flagship for conservative. Like, I don't know. Here's it, the thing. It's
0: gotta be theologically sound. You have to do it not to draw attention to yourself and you should make a joyful noise to the Lord. Yep. And you should, it should be a, a song that the corporate body can worship
1: together, and I will also say it should be done distraction free and with excellence. And the way, yeah. we'll talk about the Leviticus, well, like played well. Well, and Leviticus yes. it as said they as, were as the musicians. Yes yes, 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 yes,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for a you know a special song with someone who may not be as skilled. That's fine. I'm okay with that. If they're doing it unto the Lord, but yes, I think it's hard to, for a corporate body to worship with that.
1: <laughs> so absolutely. But, yeah. but, but you know, so anyway, so people Anyways. in our Facebook group are saying that it's really cool to be at a place where it's not overly antagonistic. So thank you guys for not making the Facebook group suck. But the other thing that's really cool is there's been people who have said, Hey, I am really struggling with X, Y, and Z. And people are like, Hey, I don't have any advice if I'm praying for you. then people are like, right. I got you, boo-boo. Here's some advice. Right. And so we have that stuff going on. We got meme sharing going on. People are sharing uh, sermons from their pastors that they're like, hey, here's a, here's a sermon I was listening to. Here's a clip I was listening to. So there's just a lot of fun things in that Facebook group that's been yep, going on, yep, yep. including seeing some of you guys wearing the RTC merch in the Facebook group. Oh, so if you that's didn't know awesome. already,
0: if you checked our show notes over the past, I don't know, three, four, five episodes, whatever I, it was, Ben, I've been putting it in, uh, there's a link to actually go to our merch store, which yep. thank this brother over here wearing the RTC shirt, it is finally up and going because yep.
1: your boy over here dropped the ball. No, 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 no. You you set it up, and then I ran with the. I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, here, here's some. I thought about the Facebook group fa- too. You set it well, up, I, was and having, I ran with. It. I was having issues with the with the graphics for some reason. And then you came in and like, oh, bro, no. I had to follow specs. <laughs> you're like,
0: don't worry, boo boo, I, like, I got you.
1: <laughs> so so if you go into our store, it looks like there's only like four products, but it's really four or five different designs. And you click right. on the design and then you see all the products. Right. It's called a store. It's like a it's like a product store. And yes. so there's five different like products. section stores. do you want to go into? Do you right. want to go into the black RCTD logo? Yeah, so the it's white like one? Exactly. The purple one? Right. The green one? So like you I'm wearing notebooks? I'm you wearing want... a shirt
0: from a different podcast called uh Wait, Dork, what? Dork Day Afternoon and it's my buddy's podcast, but uh, The one across the street? Yeah, so oh. the, they would use the same system we're using the red bubble That's oh, how I, Redbubble? That's how I found out about it. Ah. And so this would be their their uh, Common Wood Pigeon line. So that's what it is. Basically, it's like a line, right? So you got the, the RTC line, like the classic logo, and then the other stuff that we got in there, and yep. the, the kingdom over, uh, kingdom over everything. line and yep. all that stuff. So, that's some
1: good stuff. But So make sure you check out the merch store. Get over there. Get in the Facebook group. There's 1.2... Well, I guess 1,200 people in the Facebook group <laughs> we right you. now. We man. understand. But but just been a, it's been a while to see this podcast grow, and you guys are reaching out to us with DMs. You're reaching out to us with emails, and it's just absolutely awesome, man. So here's the deal. We gotta get into this conversation. We do, it's a long conversation and your boy
0: over You're here You're hurting. Uh you got surgery so, coming up next week. So I week. got surgery next week. Uh I got two hernias. I gotta go get some surgery on. I like how you just go. Over mm-hmm. that. So uh yeah, I yeah, I got I
1: gotta I'm hurting a we little gotta, bit. I, so. I'm trying to keep it moving so for us, boss. Co- what coffee are you drinking So tonight, I'm drinking decaf again because I don't want to wake up another panic attack. He's so, like,
0: I don't want to wake up. I mean, dude, I've had so many different decafs.
1: Cup. I've had so many different decafs, and I keep going back to the electric brews El Elkhart. I cannot yeah. beat their That's decaf, cool. so I'm drinking that. that. I got it in my Yeti in case yeah. for y'all, y'all Yeti haters. And yeah, then boo. I got my other yeah, Yeti bougie. upstairs for next episode for next week. So we Ready? But cat- what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking. So this was actually, and I forget who sent is it. Is that a listener
1: coffee? This is a listener. Oh, the Phoenix the stuff. Fi- this
0: is the Phoenix Mexican right here. Oh. And I did it in a French press. And I did the the Can one. I it? And I did the one to 12 ratio. I did the one to 12 ratio. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, so it's 30 grams. That's pretty strong. 30 grams, gr- you know, uh, grinds. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, 360 of water, uh, grams did of wa- water. Did you measure it? Heck yeah, you I did. You measured it. At 203 degrees for six minutes. That's how you do it? that it's the perfect man is and it's smooth now it's uh, blackberry very so
1: the mexican is like still my favorite like i've still been buying mexican everywhere i go and i got beth to admit like that like mexican is her favorite roast because if I, I, I need tried to, other ones, she goes, I keep liking this one. I'm I need like, oh, to, that's
0: Mexican. I need to get it some more Mexican beans Mexican and, and, and and roast some more. I, I will
1: say the the more I get into light roast coffee, the more I stray away and honestly can't even really drink dark roast. Yeah. So the Sumatran one that came with us from the Phoenix was, was also good. So I finished a, it. It was a dark roast. But style. that was hard for me to drink because it was yep. so it was so dark just, and full. You
0: can't you can't brew it either no. either less less grinds or uh or less time, what depending on yeah, so what I've been going doing. for
1: light roast lately. It yeah. was good. It was a good dark roast, but yeah. I'm like, man, this is just so thick. Like, it was a meaty, meaty good coffee, Meat. but but I, d- I drink light roast not because I'm a pansy. So, no, because you, like, you like the bougie coffee I like, you're, bougie. like your brother right there. That's true. That's true. But listen, Nathan- You can't remember who sent us that.
0: I can, yeah, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look. But Nathan Hornig told me, he goes, I love coming to your house for small grub. I'm like, yeah, why is that? He goes, because you got the good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like,
1: you know it, bro. And so you're welcome anytime to come drink coffee. Uh, I love it, man. So we drink some good coffee. So hopefully yeah. this morning or this afternoon, whenever you are listening to this, you're drinking some good coffee too and not some Folgers or Maxwell's house because uh, the best part of waking up is not having Folgers in your cup. But if you are drinking that, we will pray for you. And Jesus still <laughs> loves you. So we have a review to read though and this one is not a five star.
0: It is not. but It's, it's a, not a four it's star. Kind, it's kind of a different...
1: It's a three star. But it's, and I'm here for it. But it's like the, the title throws me off
0: because it doesn't match the three star rating, but whatever. But I, I mean, get I,
1: why. So this is a uh, Left for us back in June sixth from Doug. (laughs) It's like when you hit the rumble strip, you know, when like. (laughs) 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 um, It says I feel like there's a bit too much pride at times towards personal perspective. That's fair, but overall, an excellent podcast to dive into tough topics and prepare you for those tough conversations in real life. Keep up the good work. I've heard them all and many multiple times. Well, Doug, a thank you for the review and B send us an email at realtalkcristenpodcast at gmail dot com and Janiel because Janelle is amazing. <laughs> she we'll is, get you that dude. She is Johnny on the spot with these she, mini swag bags. She's really
0: good at it, So, man.
1: But seriously, hit us up with the email, and we will get a mini swag bag to you. And I did have a message today saying, hey, I listened on Spotify. I left a rating. I can't leave a review. Can I just leave a review on Facebook for you guys, and that count? And I said, absolutely not just kidding yes it does it, you yeah, I cannot yeah yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can. yeah 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 please all, do so okay. you can leave a review on facebook apple podcast or spotify spotify we're getting close to 1300 reviews over there Our ratings Whoop. on spotify which is awesome so make sure before this episode ends if you have not left a review on apple podcast please do you ready to have this conversation let's go all right bro so today's conversation of uh dead
0: people walking i mean halloween you gotta you gotta throw a little a little Halloweeny phrase in Halloweeny. I love it. Halloweeny phrase. Um, but the walking today's dead. Um, particular topic is not just any walking dead, but the dead that were raised from the tombs when Christ died and was raised. Mm hmm.
1: So, Which is interesting because this isn't preached on very much, I feel like, from pulpits. Is it is, because it? you know? it's just like a
0: little bloop. It's like a, gre- it's like it's a little like- bloop and then moved on. Like Matthew drops it in there and then it's like, here's this. And oh, then hey, I'm by out. the yeah. way, these
1: dead people walked around and yeah. so by, wait,
0: what? Yeah, so we're going to get into it a little bit. And okay. I got quite a few notes from quite a few different sources on this. I got to Oh, dang. Oh, you have a lot of notes. I do have a lot of notes. So it's it's going to be a fun-filled evening, my good man. All so, right, let's do this. Matthew 27, 45 through 54. I want to read it in context a All little right, bit. All right, let's do so, it. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. Because Jesus just died. Right. Or about to die. We're about to die. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lama, uh, whatever that one is. There you go. Thank you. Man, that was some good Greek. Well, oh, like I said
1: it with a little bit of a lisp, too, my
0: bad. It's <laughs> uh, That is, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said he's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran, which is an interesting fact, not for this podcast, but for a different one. Uh, immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a stick and offered him a drink. Because this was like a medicinal, like, help with the pain thing. I know you know, but I'm saying it for our listeners. Oh, I got you. I got you. Uh, But the rest said, uh, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection which we'll get into that.
1: Which is wild, Okay. okay.
0: Entered the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquakes and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was the son of God. So... Before we get too nitty-gritty into the whole uh, people just coming out the tombs and everything and going into just Jerusalem, you know, just being whatnot. like,
1: Hey there, Anilpa, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm picturing like a Hotel Transylvania <laughs> with like the mummy with just like the racks falling off. Like you can see through his body when the racks fall off. <laughs> he said that all I could see is like one guy
0: going up and he goes, Hey, look! There's one, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, two, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> sorry, we're Anyways, dead. sorry, <laughs> Sesame Street. Uh so what major events took place? So let's we're gonna take a quick little. Um, um, we're gonna go from thirty thousand foot view to like a ten thousand foot view. It's not not down into the depths, but we're gonna take a little bit of a view in there. Okay, you like that? I do. All right. So, some of the major events took place. Uh, this comes from um, two different places, and it was from BibleStudy.org, and the other place was a Never Thirsty, where the two websites that this stuff comes from. All this will be in the show notes. Uh, For those that were present on the day that Jesus died, there were at least four major signs that screamed loudly that Jesus was not an ordinary man. He was, in fact, God. The first was an unusual darkness that was discussed by secular historians. Secular historians attempted to determine how this could have occurred. Today, we know there is no scientific explanation for what happened. The historians state the darkness occurred in the middle of the day. The historians, like Josephus, said it happened in the middle of the day. Uh, since Passover had started, there was a full moon. Uh, or since Passover had started, there was a full moon. Since Passover occurred at a full moon, a solar eclipse was not possible since the sun would have been on the far side of the Earth. Also, a solar eclipse cannot occur during a full moon. Hmm. What happened was a miracle with no scientific explanation. That's the first.
1: Which, which, because I've heard that scientific explanation many times right. of like, oh, it just was a whatever. It was a solar eclipse. It, it just was happens. Uh, yeah. And, and that's
0: typically what they say it was a solar eclipse but uh, based upon the time period of when Passover is it couldn't have been because the earth or the the Sun is somewhere it's not it won't cover the moon uh, So the second sign that occurred was the temple veil was torn from the top to the bottom and not by human hands. the temple veil was four inches thick. Can you imagine the Temple veil being about
1: to say I'm like four, four inches thick. thick?
0: I mean, four inches thick is like big time. That's a big old book. That that, that that's right. <laughs> so uh uh that and could not have been torn easily. So uh this is where that that Bible study or I wanted to get a little bit more. So It says the veil uh, mentioned in the Gospels that tore when Jesus died hung between the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place. Right, it's what separated man from God. Correct. So the veil itself was thirty by sixty feet big. and had a thickness of between four to six inches is what they're saying. So the miraculous tearing of the veil showed that the atoning death of Jesus for the sins of mankind made possible direct access to the Father. So I just wanted to make sure that Right
1: and so 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 far when we're looking at the I feel like we're talking about like holy week right now, man. So right? We're looking at the death of Jesus and it went dark for three hours, which yep. was physically impossible. Right. According to what we have with the study of the stars and the time frames Correct. and the movement of the earth and all that kind of stuff. And then also in the temple, the literally most sacred most sacred thing in that temple was torn because literally when the high priest would go in, he would have bells on him and tied to a rope. So that if he died, died they could drag right. him out because they weren't well, even going to walk in there. Yeah. That's the
0: imperative thing, right? Is that if they went in and they were not, they had not been uh, through the cleansing rituals and made presented themselves as holy, then they would die instantly upon, uh, upon entrance. And that's why they would drag. And him now out. all of a sudden so the whole veil was like, and God's glory was displayed. But, it went but beyond that, I mean, four to six inches thick fabric. That's 30 by 60 feet. I mean, that's a massive to be like. Okay, so ju- just imagine, right? So if it's thirty feet high, that's thirty feet of a four to six inch veil that's torn Or If it's sixty feet high, it's a third. It's a four to six inch veil that's torn. That's wild, all the way from the top to the bottom. Like even, I, so I can't first even of all, fathom that. Thirty feet, all right? So even if it's long ways, right? If it's thirty uh, vertically and sixty horizontally, we'll we'll just say Which that. Which
1: is freaking huge.
0: How how long would it have taken them to somebody like would have noticed somebody taking up a ladder or something
1: like that to go and try to like that's right because it tore from top so, to bottom I, I, i've even heard arguments of like oh you know like the, like the idea of and we'll get into it like sure. the disciples stealing jesus's body right. and then you know oh someone could have ripped the temple i'm like do you not understand the holiness and sacredness of the jewish religion right like you don't just walk up in there and be like i'm gonna rip this yeah. like no yeah. yeah you would die faster than jesus did absolutely <laughs> I mean, but um, so so far we've already seen two miraculous we can call them miracles but yeah, i would sure. say miraculous or, or just holy crap moment things yeah of some Darkness. So major signs. That's a theological term, holy crapness. Um <laughs> so, like holy crap things going down. That's, that's in the Mark version. The version. So, <laughs> so 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 we see the eclipse happening, which is nuts. Yeah. We which isn't an eclipse, it's just the darkness. The darkness and then we right. see the veil being torn in two all of a sudden, whoa. Right. And so the next one was a uh,
0: the next sign was the occurrence of an earthquake. And obviously we know no ordinary person can cause an earthquake,
1: right? Nope. I mean, I don't care how fat you are. You can't supposedly, fall. Supposedly, supposedly Tesla had a machine that can cause an earthquake to come across the entire world, but, but he died and his planes disappeared. But and here's the other thing. Tesla was 1,800 years later after the fact. <laughs> so, but I mean, still, but nobody's just as dumb. Yeah, I mean, sure. like it's, it's sure. not just something that just happened.
0: Sure. Uh, so the fourth sign is that many graves were opened after the resurrection. Uh, then those in the now open tubes were resurrected and walked around the city. So all four miracles revealed that Jesus was the son of God, right? So these four major events happen that prove that God or Jesus was no ordinary man, but he was in fact God. So read the testimony of the centurion and soldiers keeping guard over Jesus as they proclaim truly this was the Son of God, Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. The total darkness and the tombs opening up on their own cannot be caused by any human. These were signs at the time of the crucifixion to everyone present that Jesus was God, and that's true, right? So, so it, think about tombs, right? Tombs back in that time when when Jesus was laid in a tomb, what was that tomb? Stone. So it was a cave, it was like sealed. it was sealed, right? As a sealed like tomb, like cave. So these had to have been split open, right? The graves were open, and then some of the translation says split open, right? So you're splitting rock. Right. To reveal the dead inside.
1: Like and so, it, so, so far, crazy we've seen, and, and when you think about, like, even some of, I mean, I'm not sure how much truth this has in it, but when you see some of Jesus' miracles over nature, right. you see even right now there's. Control over the sun and the moon and the light. You see control over the environment with the earthquakes. You see control over man-made physical objects. You also see it in terms of God's own direction. And then all of a sudden, because of Jesus's death, everything was impacted, right? In that entire area, right? But then you know the one thing that's kind of crazy to me. And honestly, I'll I'll be honest with you, I didn't realize this. I think. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it before, but it clicked when I was, you know. Reading really quickly about this because I'm like, oh, let me just read this passage, make sure we're good to go. And it, and I saw that it, the, they didn't come out of the tombs until like three days later. So we're gonna
0: talk about like, that.
1: Like, what were they doing for like, like, wait? So Jesus died, and all of a sudden the tombs were open, but then so, three days later they'd be like, oh, now we gonna wake up.
0: So there's actually two different schools of thought
1: on that. right? Oh, really? Okay.
0: Which is why the next point says, when did the saints rise? <laughs> <laughs> so there's two different thoughts on it, and we're gonna read through them. Okay. So the first one comes from the Gospel Coalition. The second one is going to come from Bible.org again. Okay. So so here's what the first one says. Uh, When did the saints rise? The answer to this is found in Matthew 27, 52 through, I think they're supposed to say 53, not 23. The (laughs) The tombs were also open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. After Jesus's own resurrection, the saints went and appeared in the holy city, Matthew 23:53. Uh some have wondered whether these saints were raised on Good Friday but then sat in an open tomb before
1: going to the city
0: into the city on Easter Sunday. Which is out of behavior. But I right? feel like
1: can't I feel like that's not I don't feel like that's it. So
0: a better scenario emerges when we notice how Matthew interlocks the scene with the next chapter, namely earthquakes coinciding with a tomb opening of both the Saints and Jesus. And the subtle foreshadowing of Jesus' resurrection in twenty seven fifty-three, which Matthew doesn't actually narrate until twenty-eight five through six. Hmm. He times the Saints' resurrection's appearance after Jesus' own, but narrates there is out of order to deal with the saints in one fell swoop, and thereby maintain the focus on Jesus in the next chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, these guys, yeah. like, uh, the tombs were raised, and then after Jesus raised again, then they started walking yeah. around, but let's get back to Jesus. Yeah. Like, right. wait it's a just minute. just like a blip in time. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> so, but think about it, right? Uh Before I go on with this, back then, and the time Matthew was writing this, it may have been common knowledge because Matthew was writing to Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. So there may have been a lot of those Jews in Jerusalem during that time. Right? Well, they would have been because it's and, Passover. Well, exactly. So there would have been a huge buzz going on about all these dead people coming into town. Hey, Aunt Margaret just showed up and she's been dead for three years. <laughs> like she now, just now I do up.
1: wonder, though, and, and I don't know if, if this is part of the school of thought. It's some of the, the school of thought that, that I was raised in a little bit, too, and read... Is more the fact of were these people that maybe weren't dead for long? We're gonna get but into dead that for short, kind of like we're, how, like you know, oh they were, like like when Jesus raised the girl, like, oh he's not dead, she was just asleep, and then she two, raised the kid. There's two schools of thought with that as well. So
0: see, we got some things. There's we're a lot talk of opinions to. on this apparently. Yeah, there is. So all right, so let's get back into it. So okay. so um, we're talking about uh, him and and basically Matthew just like <laughs> dealing with the 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 saints raising out of the to- the tombs opening and them raising out in one fell swoop there, right? Mm-hmm. So it could refocus on Jesus. So the sequence would then follow, if that is indeed true, is Jesus died, saints' tombs open, Jesus' tombs open, Jesus is raised, saints are raised, eyewitnesses appear, uh, eyewitness appearance of both. the uh, This preserves Jesus' place as the true first fruits of resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 23, rather than the certain other saints preceding him. Matthew doesn't tell us what happened to these saints after they appeared in the holy city. Some suggest this was their final resurrection, and that they later went to heaven with Jesus. Others suggest these saints were only temporarily brought back to life and would eventually die and await, and await the final resurrection, like Lazarus, among with many others. You know from John 11. Certainty, uh, certainty is difficult because Matthew is silent. What we do know is that they appeared in Jerusalem, the mother city that had rejected Jesus as proof of his victory. So, going back into that little paragraph right there that we just read, you can see that there's two schools of thought, right? One was that <clears throat> these saints that were raised were given new bodies. Mm-hmm. They were given their resurrection bodies, And I've heard that before. I've heard that before. And that they they want to be, and when Christ ascended, they also ascended, but the focus was still on Jesus, right? So that's one school of thought. And then the other school of thought is exactly what you were speaking to. Maybe these saints were followers of Christ during his earthly ministry that had passed away and had been buried and had not been dead long, and then they were raised, and so there wasn't the like uh because it also doesn't say how of many of them it, it just doesn't. says the
1: tombs were uh where is it suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom the right. earthquake the rocks were split the tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep Correct. were raised so there's another third there's another third school so of thought it doesn't say many it just says the tombs so there's another, thir- oh, just that there's a, there's a
0: third school of thought, which I didn't even put in the notes, but I'll, I'll speak on it. Okay. Uh, just cause it's a more of an obscure one. At least I don't think I put it in the notes.
1: Okay. Now we're going to Halloween spooky. Okay. So
0: there's some that believe that the 500 witnesses that Christ Christ witnessed to, there was a five, the 500 and I don't know where they got the five hundred from. I remember the five thousand. Wasn't there five thousand or was it five hundred? I can't remember now.
1: Oh, it's the fact that Jesus went and went and, and ministered to five hundred. So the five
0: hundred was was those people. Uh, w- were these these saints, right? And that that is who he was referring to and then there's other people that think hey maybe it was Adam and Eve that were part of these saints or, or, no,
1: or was that with uh, Paul when he said he appeared to these people and these people and these people and last of all he appeared to me was that the apostle Paul N- that was, maybe that, that was the Paul Gospels? no this, this, it was a gospel thing and I, I couldn't
0: remember where they got it from like I said it was a quick passing thing and I'm like oh, alright that one's kind of far out there so I don't, I don't think I put it in the notes because it was so yeah, far I don't out think there so maybe Ooh. I did because I forgot I, I wanted to let's see here hmm now. All right, I'm going to move on. And why you look that up? Okay. So uh, this is what the that's what that's what the Gospel Coalition said. This is what the Bible.org says. A third event mentioned was recorded only by Matthew. The tombs of many holy or righteous people, in verse fifty two, were opened probably at Jerusalem Cemetery. The NIV suggests that these saints were resurrected. When Jesus died and then went into Jerusalem after Jesus' resurrection. A number of commentators agree with this view. Many others, however, say that since Christ is the first fruits of the dead, 1 Corinthians 15, 23, their resurrection did not occur until he was raised. In this view, the phrase after Jesus' resurrection goes with the words, uh, goes with the words, were raised to life and came out of the tombs. This is a uh, this is possible in the Greek, and it suggests and it is suggested in the KJV and the NASB, the tombs were broken apart at Christ's death, probably by the earthquake, thus heralding Christ's triumphal triumph in death over sin, but the bodies were not raised till Christ was raised. These people returned to Jerusalem, the holy city, where they were recognized by friends and family, like Lazarus in John 11:43 and 44, Jarus' daughter Luke 8:52 through 56, and the widow of Nain's son Luke 7:13 through 15. They too passed through physical death again, or some say they may have been raised with glorified bodies like the Lord's. Wall Walvord Suggest
1: this,
0: yeah, this event was a fulfillment of the Feast of the First Fruits of Harvest mentioned in Leviticus 23, 10-14, which we'll read here in a sec. On that occasion, as a token of the coming harvest, the people would bring a handful of grain to the priest— Uh, the resurrection of these saints occurred after Jesus himself was raised is a token of the coming harvest when all the saints will be raised. And this is what Leviticus 23, I went back to nine because it makes more sense contextually uh, through 14. So this is what verse nine is that I added. The Lord spoke to Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Now Now we know context. Who is he speaking to, right? So the Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when you enter the land I am giving you and reap its harvest, you are to bring the first sheaf of your harvest to the priest. He will present the sheaf before the Lord so that you may be uh, ex- uh, be accepted. The priest is to present it on the day after Sabbath. So if Christ died on a Friday and Sabbath was on a Saturday and he rose on a Sunday, what's the day after a Sabbath. Sunday right Monday. right. on, on that uh, on, on the, the day, day the you present the sheaf you are to offer a year old lamb without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord oh. it's a grain offering uh, it's grain offering is to be four quarts of fine flour mixed with oil as a food offering to the Lord and a pleasing aroma and it's drinking offering will be one quart of wine which I thought was interesting because of the wine that oh, they the wine yes yeah. mm-hmm Uh, and then the bread and the wine that Christ broke with his disciples. I just, not that that's actually coinciding. I just, to me, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. You must not eat bread, roasted grain, or new grain until this very day and until you have been brought until you have brought the offering to your God. This is to be a permanent statue throughout your generations wherever you live. Hmm. So I I thought it was an interesting that he pointed to that. I mean, I, I could see where he could get that from. Well, especially where we're talking roots. about this is
1: to be a permanent statue. Like, this isn't supposed to go away. But right. if Jesus came to fulfill the law of Moses, right. Jesus would have had to fulfill this. Right, exactly. Because you can't just neglect this part if it's not been fulfilled. well a statue is a, is
0: part of the law right, right so like it you, would be a you fulfillment will be dead if you don't do this like that's right. kind of statue so it would definitely be seen as a fulfillment of of this statue oh that's a that's interesting it's, it was interesting that's I thought. really fascinating so, Okay. so we've we've talked about a couple different things here right about uh about the saints and, and let's go back and i'm gonna actually read that verse again I'm going to read just, just 52 through fifty. Bring, bring it back full speed. Yep. So the tombs were open or also open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection. So the tombs were also open and many bodies of the saints uh, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. So, and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection entered the Holy City and appeared to many. So, Mark, what's your opinion on it? <laughs> after reading that and hearing
1: all of that, what do you what say? You, my good man. The only thing that seems to make sense. I mean, now obviously, again, I'm looking at a translation, sure. but with the, what the what I have in front of me with the CSB, it's trying to say the tombs were also opened and many by the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and then, no, no, and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection. Yeah. So it's like. Is it the tomb broke first and then three days later? Because it's like okay, so which would make sense, right? But it's also why would dead, but 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 maybe not because think about but it this way bodies, as well.
0: If the bodies weren't raised until Christ was raised, right. right? If the tombs were broken
1: at his death, because but people would be go checking that out because if tombs are broken, yeah. home, they'd be checking them out. So I'm like, they can't just be sitting there alive. Until Jesus rose again from because the
0: dead. Because he, here's here's the thing, right? You go back to, <laughs> we're working through this. I love it. Uh, so you go back, and it says, and they came out of the tombs after his res- resurrection, after his resurrection, entered the holy. Spirit. So imagine if you go to the tombs and they're already raised. Imagine w- what you'd be doing. That in, wouldn't that work. work right? That wouldn't work. Right? Uh, when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earth, saw the earthquake and the things that happened. They were terrified, but it says they were watching over Christ and right. saw the earthquakes
1: and the things that happened. So, but again, this is Matthew is looking. Back. Is but again, a- this right? is Matthew looking back, and so Correct. I think Correct. it's kind of those he- verses are two separate things. Yes. with the fact of um, when it happened, the tombs were broken, and yeah, and then they were raised from the dead. But it wasn't until three days later that they walked out. Right. Like so, I think it's one of those things where we have to look at the context of what's trying to be communicated, and because what all Matthew is trying to communicate is. You know, there was an earthquake, and then some tombs went, and then some people went and like woke back up. Like that's that's the story, right? You know, and then they went into Jerusalem, and then presented themselves to the priest, But just the fact of like, no, yo, just, we ain't dead, right? And so I, I guess the the thing that I I'm not so concerned about. So what do they do in those three days? Because from what I see, I'm like there would be no way that three, like who knows how many people but were just again, alive in the tomb for three days doing but nothing.
0: Then, but then again, who raised them? And why were they raised before Christ?
1: Well, okay, so who did who raised the other people? Christ. Jesus raised the other people, right? right. Who did the disciples raise people from the dead from in whose name? Christ. In, he, in Christ's name. And Jesus was raised again from the dead for the, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the right. same power that raised Christ from the dead now resides in us. We see that truth in the New Testament. Yep. But if Jesus is the one who has the control Holy Spirit over was the life, Spirit wasn't sent at that correct, point. Correct, no. No, right, so and from from what I would think is the fact of they could not have been raised from the dead unless Jesus was alive, raised them from as the dead, the first and first fruits, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians. So that's kind of where I'm right. leaning towards too,
0: of that, of the tombs were probably broken, but nothing not happened during the earthquake. But then Christ raised the saints from the dead as part of the first fruits in the fulfillment of Leviticus. He himself Which is pretty diverse, double, like that's a pretty dumb connection, right? And then the saints. As the first fruits offered unto him yep. during that time. Now, now we're going to get into the question of were the bodies literally raised or were they or were they metaphysically raised or metaphorically raised? Because there are questions about it. And if so, we're going to go back into that question: did they have glorified bodies and went and ascended with Christ? Or did they, like Lazarus, like Jairus' his daughter, die again? Now, see, that's a good question. So let's dig into that. A little bit, right? We're going to dig into that for, of where the body's literally raised and who are the saints being raised on that day. We're going to kind of tie those two together. So this comes from Christianity.com. It says, these people rising from the dead is such an odd verse and nothing more is said about it. They, uh, there, we are left to speculate beyond the text, which is exactly what this whole podcast is about right now. Is just speculating based upon the text, what we think Based upon the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, we aren't the only people who have found this passage strange and mysterious. There are three theories regarding this verse. Number one, the saints were apparatuses or ghosts. However, the text states that the graves open and people got up and walked around much like Lazarus or other biblical resurrections. So ghost seems like a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. So number two, the saints were bodily resurrect, uh, resurrections like Lazarus. They uh, These saints lived again, but not in glorified immortal bodies. They lived and died again. And number three, the saints were glorified resurrections. They were given new bodies and ascended after a time, as Jesus did. Excuse me. Sorry. Coffee barbers. Oh, no, um, you're
1: good. I'm, I'm, I'm reading so other
0: passages. Most scholars and historical writers, like Thomas Aquinas, choose the second option. Aquinas differentiated between perfect and imperfect resurrection. Perfect, meaning complete, meant a resurrection into an immortal new body, which we Will have in heaven, imperfect meaning incomplete, still in the mortal flesh, and would grow and die. Aquinas and others believe these people mentioned in Matthew were raised in the imperfect sense. So, going back in the imperfect, what do you mean by the imperfect imperfect meaning in the mortal body? He said perfect means uh I'm sorry, yeah, mortal. Perfect in the perfect sense. Oh, an immortal, see, I see. heavenly body like we are we're going to heaven. Gotcha. So if we go back, let's read it. Let's read it again. We're gonna read the scripture a lot. The tombs were also open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many.
1: All right, so let's break this down real fast. So right. when it talks about falling asleep, right? right? The only other time when you see the word, oh, they're not dead; they've just fallen asleep. Was with that? Was it with the? Was it the girl or was it the mother that Jesus raised from the so dead? So that was with Jairus' his daughter. Right, and so and she said, like, oh, well, and he, I, I think he walks it was. Goes, I think Why it was. are you all
0: crying? She's just sleeping. I think it was with Peter's mother-in-law too, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I think it was both. He said that she's just asleep. She didn't die though. Was it Lisa that she died? I think it just I made thought, it better. I thought she had died. Hang on. Fact check me. But anyway, so while you're looking that yeah, up, yeah, 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 um, so, so we see that when Jesus is like, nah, man, when she ain't dead, she's just asleep and she woke up. And so you see that their bodies who were asleep or rose again. I see that and I'm like, I don't think these are glorified bodies either because again, after we die and go to heaven. You're we right. She was just sick. Yeah, okay, was she was just sick. Yep, yep, yep. But we, the the Bible says that we aren't going to be given our own glorified bodies in heaven. Right. We're not going to be given our glorified bodies until the second return of Jesus when he establishes his new throne. Correct. And that's why so many people talk, and this is why it irks me when people talk about the whole goal of living on earth is to get to heaven and to go to heaven when you die. And I'm like, that's not the goal. Like the goal is live in a perfect place with a perfect perfect ruler again. So let's let's
0: look at it right. Let's look okay. at historically. Like you're kind of talking right. Mm-hmm. You're you're talking okay. What does it look like? And when has it been said before that we have we have instances? Let's break this down and look at it from a, a logical standpoint. Logical, okay. So from a logical standpoint, Christ raised people from the dead, right? Yes. So we go back to that. Christ raised people, or the Holy Spirit who also like, raised Christ, but that was after Christ, They right? were
1: dead, and then they no, were alive. dead. Well,
0: so it's important. So Christ raised people from the dead. Yep. Uh, those people that Christ raised from the dead, did they have mortal bodies or immortal bodies when they were raised from the dead? They were still mortals. They were mortal bodies. So historically, we're looking at mortal bodies, right? And then uh, I would assume these people, I guess that's speculation, so we're going to take the speculation out of it. Um, what was the purpose when Christ raised those people from the dead when he was in his earthly ministry?
1: It was the point that he is God. He he is the Messiah. He showed his power. So this would
0: be, again, doing the same thing, showing he is indeed, in fact, the son of God. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're following the train of thought and comparing apples to apples of resurrections here with Christ, Mm -hmm. especially because at that point, right, when Christ rose from the, the, the grave, what did he say to... We, we've talked about this before. He said uh, "Do something like, do not touch me for I have not uh, uh, ascended to the Father yet or I haven't gone to the Father. What, what's that What's that scripture? Uh, th- sorry, this is <laughs> typical Chris and Mark that uh, haven't got everything prepared. Or, uh,
1: was that when Mary fell at the feet of Jesus when she came been. to the tomb or something like that? Well, no, that was the angel. That was the angel. Um, but here's the thing, though. I don't. Uh, my other question, too, is going back to Jesus with his resurrected body. People always say that he had his... Resurrected eternal body. I think Jesus had the same yeah. bodies when he died. So, like, so, he, he didn't have a glorified body. So, he well, had he, his body.
0: He, he would have had to, at least before the ascension, because he said to, to Thomas here, the nails are, here's the holes in my hands, here's the hole in my like side. Like it was still Jesus. like so, He was still beat up. So uh, look up John twenty seventeen real fast for me. Sword drill. Sword drill, go. Five points. No.
1: <laughs> beat ten, you, homeschoolers.
0: Ten points to the Afro man.
1: Uh, 2017. 2017. Oh, here we go. Um, so let's talk about Mary Magdalene sees the risen Lord. Um, I'm gonna go back up to 16. Yep, yep, Jesus said forward. to her, "Mary." Turning around, uh, turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, "Rabbi," which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and uh, your Father to my God and your God. And then Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said to her. So
0: Christ at that point, right, when Mary first sees him, had not ascended to the Father, right? right? So we know that his body was recognized with the holes and you would think a perfect but, body would have Jesus, that. But,
1: for, but, but Jesus had the ability to blind their eyes so that they didn't know it was Jesus, which I think True. is fascinating. But They're had, like, oh, he was supposed to be the gardener. But he also was able to, they
0: were going to throw him off a cliff, and then then he walked through, the he passed through the crowd. Right. At the same time, too, in his earthly ministry. So he had some abilities to be able to do stuff. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is that why would Christ, when he raised, raise people from the tombs in their immortal bodies. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense from what he did on his earthly ministry. He himself, at that point when he was resurrected, had not ascended to the Father in his immortal body. Mm-hmm. He was still recognizable, and he may still be to this day. We don't know. It's speculation, but we would assume that something has happened since then. Mm-hmm. And so following the train of thought, it would it would seem to me, right, This is this is the conclusion that I'm drawing, is that these people – Had either a not been dead very long and had raised and were recognizable and were in their um, mortal body resurrected, right? So Mm -hmm. just like Lazarus, just like Jairus's daughter, or b they were saints in the graveyard that maybe Christ, as he was known to heal and bring limbs back, Frankenstein. No, they came back and they looked fine, you know, just like Christ had been able to heal bodies before. And, and yet but they were still in immortal bodies I do not think they were in their immortal state their resurrection. no no state no no no, no. I don't think no no state. it
1: was and, and it was one of those things where Jesus raised them from the dead to prove that he has the power over over Well, it over was a death. it was a sign of uh, of who he was at that right. point
0: like what other time in history have you known a mass graveyard exiting people and going into the city <laughs> never never. <laughs> never so uh Just in the that's it but... well that's not <laughs> That, that's something I've never seen the Conjuring. Pet cemetery. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So uh from from my our deduction, right? I would we'll say, say no, no, they're
1: legitimate that, that, that it's would, their bodies that and people would recognize. That's what we, that that's exact, what I say. Yeah, was so, their bodies people would recognize so who were the saints being and raised. Gee, and that's my biggest question. So who the heck were they? So that's what I want to know. There's there's I'm gonna tell me who it is. This is Fuller. gonna be from
0: Christianity.com and a never thirsty again. Never because thirsty. your boy is like <laughs> I'll, I'll let the theologians talk about it not me right <laughs> so it says uh, the bible this is what christianity.com says it says the bible isn't clear as to the people who rose from the dead but in context we can safely make an as- a few assumptions ready to hear the few assumptions i'm ready for the few assumptions first uh these were graves close close to jerusalem not in the city but outside likely in the same area where jesus was uh interred interred is that right? i-n-t-e-r-r-e-d interred i'm gonna say interred. interred after his death on the cross the jewish law instructed that dead bodies be removed from the camp or the city while the graves being open was a big deal it happened in a remote place uh, relatively unnoticed the graves had to have been close enough or had to be close enough that they were able to walk into jerusalem so that's for assumption number one so it was outside the city but was close yep second assumption these were people that had recently died. Yes, it's unclear, but the scripture suggests they were recognized. Uh, they weren't legends of the faith like Abraham or Isaac. Their graves weren't close. Uh, their graves weren't close to Jerusalem, and if they had been, they would have been mentioned, which it would have been pretty significant. Like, hey, Abraham rose from yeah, the it dead. It would make sense you know? if they were just normal people, right? You know, so just normal Joe. The, the second assumption we can make is that they were they were recognizable people of recent death that, that people in the town would have recognized and listened to. All right. So the third assumption is these were likely people of faith known for being good Jews and followers of God. Hence the term Saints. saints. Saints means holy ones. First, used in the Old Testament as a label for angels. In Daniel, people were first regarded as saints in the context of God's coming kingdom. The New Testament writers used saints exclusively for people that were born again. So that was Christianity.com's three assumptions that they make of who these saints were. Okay. Sorry. Coffee burp? Or yep. Was that, or is that bubbly burp? Yeah, I, probably a little both. All right, so this one's going to come from the Never Thirsty again. And it says this. Notice that the people who were raised were many and not all. These saints were under the old covenant since Hebrews 8, 6 through 9, 28 reveals that Jesus' death and resurrection instituted a new covenant. Thus, these saints were some of the Old Testament saints. Uh, they received their glorified bodies when Jesus died on the cross. John MacArthur states this. Who were the saints? Uh, who were they saints? What are saints? Holy ones from the old Testament era who were waiting for the resurrection, who had been waiting perhaps a long time. When Jesus died, their spirits came from the abode. Where righteous people dwell, and were joined and glorified bodies that came out of those graves. Okay, so MacArthur
1: would say that they're not recently dead; that they are saints of old. Okay. So also notice that, and they had their resurrected states, not just a normal. Correct. That they had the, they had the immortal bodies. So
0: also notice that there is a break in time between the resurrection of these saints and the appearance after Christ's resurrection. Many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, Matthew 27, 52, and 53 from the NASB. The passage clearly states that these saints came out of the tombs after the Jesus, Jesus was resurrected. This is an important comment because 1 Corinthians 15, 20 states that Jesus was the first fruits of those who had fallen asleep. These saints could not have been resurrected before Christ. Thus, we should conclude that the tombs were opened after Jesus's death, then as Matthew 27:53 states, these Old Testament saints were resurrected after Jesus was resurrected. Now everyone was raised from the grave. Notice the words many bodies of the saints. Those who returned to life were Old Testament saints. Only a portion of the Old Testament saints returned to life at the time. However, we do not know how many or who they were, but people in the city saw them. This was a partial celebration and foretaste of the final resurrection of the Old Testament saints prophesied by Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. And the New Testament saints at the time of the rapture, First Thessalonians four sixteen. the rest of the Old Testament saints will be resurrected after the second coming of Christ and before the millennial kingdom begins, Revelation twenty. Form. So, this is kind of the opposite side
1: of what we had just read from the previous group. I, and but see, when I read that, man, I'm like, I feel like John MacArthur is doing a massive catapult yeah i think he, there's a way more like, speculation that like i'm not okay specu- with because even with like, with again the new buy and, and maybe i need to in my reading because i firmly believe that we won't get our new buys until jesus returns Correct. and then establishes a right. new throne right. so that means and he's a pre-trib pre-mill which means there's a seven tribulation and then at the first like rapture of the saints and then yeah. the second so we can't even get it till then but well there's, there's a, a there's a first second and third in a pre-trip, right?
0: So first is the, is the, the taking yes, away the yes, church. Yes, 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 The second is for the... Return of Jesus. Those, the return of Jesus, those, those, who, yeah, those who had served. And then the third were those during the thousand-year
1: reign that had died or fallen asleep. And, and I believe the final that's judgment. MacArthur's theology. So I'm like, how does that coincide with the fact that if you just said it's their glorified body? Because again, if it's their glorified body, those bodies are designed to never see death again. Right, right, correct. So that doesn't make sense to me. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, I think... I I feel like he catapults over some stuff. I I think it's a little far-reaching, but I I also highly respect MacArthur. Oh, I respect him, too. I just think he catapulted that much. I I just disagree with him on this particular (laughs) instance, right? And there's several instances that he probably disagrees with my theology. So, I don't know...
1: And again, this is speculation get, too. Get, of like, and that's of the what thing, type right? of body? So
0: he's speculating. We're speculating, and, and but, the people from Christianity.com are speculating. We're all speculating at this point. But to, to break it's this whole, I,
1: I think the whole picture. So we're speculating over the fact of what's the body like, who were the saints. Right. But the real focus is the fact of. Nah, bro. Some dead fools came back to life, and we're like, like, wait walking a minute. around, and everybody knew they were dead people. Now like, see, Matthew this knew
0: is, Matthew knew they were dead people.
1: This is where I. This is where my brain struggles a little bit, though, and I don't know if you have this in your notes to talk about it or not. Um, nope. Okay, good. I'll lean into it. So, I I know that this is one of uh, Bart Ehrman's accusations mm-hmm. against the validity of the New Testament mm-hmm. because he goes, if a bunch of people just came up out of the grave alive. Why ain't nobody writing this crap down? Like well, they, Matthew did, but why did nobody else? And then Matthew also used sources. So why doesn't Matthew and so because Matthew is they believe uh, used Luke in like another source sources this and Mark, then Luke Mark, Mark used Mark was, Matthew and Mark and like the Mark is, Q. is originally thought
0: to have Peter then wrote first. Yes, and I agree with that. Mark was the scribe. Peter was the narrator. Correct is what is believed. So it really should be the Gospel according to Peter. Like that's that's what you and I both correct, believe in that too. Correct. But Not to be confused with the extra biblical material.
1: No. The Gospel of Peter. Yeah, no. Different. Mark. We're talking Mark. Different. D- th- not me, Mark. The no. good the good Mark that ditched the, the ball. With the K. The one that ditched the <laughs> ball. Uh, but, so, but, John Mark. John Mark. Not me. But Mar- Matthew's the only one to talk about it. Luke doesn't talk about it. Right. John doesn't talk about it. and Neither does Acts. Neither does any of the other apostles in the rest but of the New Testament. Was it right?
0: not was it not mentioned because by anybody else because of the demographic in which they were writing to? Whereas Matthew was writing to Jews. Cool.
1: Still pretty pretty, who, pretty cool. As
0: we stated earlier, the Jews would have been in Jerusalem for the, the celebration of Passover. Right. So they would have been there. So who was Matthew writing to? The Jews. To the Jews,
1: right? That was his demographic and whom he was writing to. It was not the demographic of John, of Luke, or of Mark. Right, uh, Bar Ehrman's argument, though, is the fact of if this was such a pinnacle thing that this happened, why is it not mentioned anywhere else? And then, why is it not mentioned in any extra curric- or extra biblical sources? Because, and, and we can have the argument of the fact of extra biblical sources be like, well, they were just never dead in the first place, you idiots. Sure. Like y'all trying to do tax evasion over here. They ain't dead. <laughs> why, why are there just rumors of how the apostles died? Right. a lot of them aren't clear cut, written down historical facts. they
0: are rumors or traditions in of our the church.
1: View from the, the 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 Bible perspective and the Christian perspective is the fact of it's because their deaths didn't matter. Right. So, the, again, I don't think
0: I think exactly what that we talked about earlier, they don't matter. Matthew it, they don't. did not want to focus on it. Right. Right. A focus on this. It was kind of a br- brief mentioning of just. Another proof. Yeah, I was like, hey, all this stuff
1: happened. Yo, these people rose again from the dead. Hey, yeah. let's back to Jesus. And
0: back to Jesus again. Like, so, it was kind of
1: one of those, and hey, back to you, Bob. But again, moments.
0: Matthew is known as a meticulous. I mean, he's out of all, all four gospels, his seems to be the most meticulously written, right, uh, of certain aspects that are not in any other. There, there's, there's I think it was 10 or 20%, I can't remember, of Matthew is not found anywhere in any other gospel that there's a certain percentage that that he goes into such detail about that uh, we're assuming the other writers of the other Gospels just thought were trivial facts. But Matthew did it for a reason because of who his audience and his demographic was in which he was speaking to. Uh-oh, he's, he's got the Bible
1: whipped back out. I love it. What you got for us, buddy? I'm in What's Daniel. You oh, you're reading Daniel 12 too? Uh, so, yeah, Daniel 12, 1 through 2. Because this is saying right here the fact of uh, – not everyone was raised from the grave. Notice the word. Many by to the saints. Those who returned to life were Old Testament saints. This is going back to this idea from Never Thirsty. Only a portion of the Old Testament saints returned to life at this time. However, we don't know how many and who they were, but people in the city saw them. This was a partial celebration and a foretaste of the final resurrection of all the Old Testament saints prophesied by Daniel 12 too. Okay, so, so I want to read it. because right, let's go. And this is the beautiful thing about prophecy is I I am a firm believer in already not yet. So this thing's sure, sure, right sure, into my, sure. my yep, worldview yep, 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 for yep, that. Yep. So Daniel 12, I'm going to start at 1. Yep. And then, the, then read two. At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands watch over your people, will rise up. There will be a time of distress such as never has occurred. Such nations came into being until that time. But at that time, all of your people who are found written in the book will escape. Many who sleep in the dust of the earth will wake, some to eternal life, and some to disgrace and eternal contempt. So see,
0: that to me sounds like the end that's the of end that, That's the end time. That's the end of the earth. That seems like the
1: end of the earth. Like, that doesn't so, much so, about again, now.
0: Again, that's still kind of a stretch. It's a, little, it's a little tasty taste. It's still kind of a stretch there. Right. Of of where where they're going with that. I think it's a stretch. I'm not saying it's wrong because it's all we're all speculating at this point. Right. I'm not going to go out and say they're flat out wrong. I'm just saying for me, the way I'm looking at it and trying to break it down, it doesn't make sense and it seems like a stretch.
1: But we also got to go back to, okay, so if we lean to why each gospel is written. Sure. You know. John Mark was written from Peter, and it was just kind of like a boom, 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 here's a highlight to Jesus' yep, life. Yep. Luke was a lot more storytelling. Through the, for Theophilus. For Theophilus. Uh, John was focused, like he only focused on like seven pillars of the I am statements. And right. It was written so the way you may believe he's the son of God. Right. It was pointing to him being the son and of God. And so if Matthew's talking about all these different feasts, if he's talking about all these Jewish references. He's trying to point to all the fulfillments that Christ Fulfilled, including the, the ability to raise people from the dead. Which, when you look at who, what the, what the, what the, the Messianic promised one, the Christ was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. This is part of it because right. the Pharisees and the Sadducees argued about: Is there even a resurrection? Right. Or when we're dead, are we dead? Like, right. like is there a second resurrection? And this is Jesus saying, "Hey, you fools! Yup. Like, yes, it, it's me. yes." its me <laughs> and so so when i see this i i think there's a there's, there's a whole bunch of different things going on and when so when you see okay so what's the importance of all this then there's got to be a level of the fact of it happened sure Matthew put it down that it happened. The centurion saw all these things that went, oh, dang, like, he is the son of God. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness. Right. But I, I feel like there are some things that we just don't understand in Matthew sure. because we're a bunch of Western people reading a book written 2,000 years ago to a bunch of Jews. Of, of that time. Of that time. Right. It's like that that meme that I posted inside the Facebook group. It was it was a little skirt-skirt, but it was really funny. The fact of, like, um, we know the definition of a butt-dial and booty call, but— like yeah, well, two thousand years, years ago now, they won't know the difference yeah, because it's same right. two different words put together, and that's that's why you don't fully understand what's going on right, in the Bible. Right. I'm like, oh, that's a valid statement.
0: Now we do have a lot of literacy from back then, yeah. so we can sort of understand the culture and the custom and the biblical mannerisms back then. But yeah, I mean, what there I, I could see the first fruits, and that's why he was talking about the f- fulfillment of of that Leviticus because he was pointing. He's the one that's pointing that. Nothing shall come. Uh, nothing shall pass away from the law. Not one dot, nor until all the law is fulfilled, and that comes from Matthew five. You know, that's where Matthew is talking about that, and so he. This would be a fulfillment of that Levitical law, and maybe that's why he put it in there because it would be a fulfillment of the Levitical law of the first fruits, and so maybe that's the possibility of why. So I guess to me, I lean more towards what we were talking about earlier. Is if I'm going to speculate, that's the way I'm going to lean with my speculation right now.
1: But you know, <laughs> but but when we look at the 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 fact of the matter of what we read, all we read is the fact of, you know, the, it went dark. There's an earthquake. Well, sorry, it went dark. The veil was torn, right? There was an right. earthquake. The tombs got split open. Right. And then after Jesus is after Jesus resurrected, other people raised again from the dead, and too. Went and and Which, went to the city. you know, when I look at this, and the, on, the, the only thing that I can see, I know you got some notes, so I'm going to try not to read them because I don't want to no, read it. their notes in it. The only thing I can witness is the fact of, hey, Jesus said, hey, do you see what I did for them? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do for you guys later, too right because the fact of Jesus conquered sin and death because right. when Jesus died on the cross for our sin th- that that this, this is where the big argument of what's more important the the I think uh, we talked about this before what's more important the the death of Jesus or the resurrection well yes. the death was the sacrifice that literally paid the penalty the atonement that we could have a relationship with God again right. but what did the resurrection do that proved that he defeated death and right. then he backed up his claims by all these other people around and being like, "Yo, yeah, we was dead too, boss." It, it
0: was like the choir singing behind the pastor.
1: Exactly, and that's I think what that's, it was. that's that's what it comes down to. And so when we look at what that actually means for us, it's the simple fact of Jesus's death did something. Right. Jesus's resurrection did something. Yep. We. And, and, and with baptism, like you know, we're buried in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in newness in him. Right. And the fact of it, it connects us with Jesus' death and resurrection because it's the reminder of in the same way that Jesus rose again from the dead, so ought you will be raised from the dead as well. Right. And now I think these guys that were raised from the dead, why does no scribe talk about why does nobody talk about well nobody talked about the other ones that were raised from the dead. You don't see Lazarus showing up in other people's stuff. Yeah. You don't see Lazarus showing right. up in other tax records or in Josephus or anything like that. Right. Well, Josephus, there was so
0: much, there was so little written about Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was like a paragraph. Because about again, Jesus. I,
1: I think we, we take we our, believe that well, we take our vision of, yo, Jesus was like the biggest, best thing. Right. Jesus was a nobody
0: compared to the grand scope of back like, then. Back then right. he
1: was a nobody.
0: Basically Josephus he died says, a criminal. yeah, there was this guy named Jesus and he claimed to be the Christ but and, he was, and he was from Nazareth and he was crucified. And he had followers who who there was a big thing a scuttlebutt about his followers. Scuttlebutt. And so so there's you know that that literally if That's you it, all the of buzz. Josephus That's is is a is a book his, his books are like I don't know eight inches thick it seems like I don't know if it's actually eight inches but it's thick but it's I, a thick I, works and, of you know, Josephus and and Christ gets a paragraph out of that. Whoop.
1: That it. book. And, and, you know, I do want to say, this is not Bart Ehrman's greatest argument against right, the sure. Gospels' validity and the truth behind the Gospels. I mean, the man has even said, like, uh, Justin Briley, um, if anybody got contacts with him, I'd love to get him on the show. <laughs> always have, always will. Um, but... <laughs> Whereas I go, but well, Bart Ehrman did say like even if every single gospel was proven that it wasn't a lie, he still, he still wouldn't would believe, believe yeah, because so. he can't deal with certain things. But this goes back to it Proverbs twenty four like, for, for him. It's it? like extra little like you know, like like it's extra little salt. Does it's like oh, and by the way, there's these dead folks. Like where are these people 26. at too? It goes back to I right, twenty four,
0: but it's Proverbs twenty six four through five where it talks about. Uh, don't answer a fool to his folly, lest you become foolish. Yeah, <laughs> answer a fool to his folly, so that you may he may be are made wise. That whole thing right there. That's Bar Ehrman is the fool, and if you answer the fool, it's foolishness. Right? Don't answer him in his foolishness, lest you be made foolish with him. So it's one of those people. Like it comes down to the heart. Do you really want to know, or are you just looking to
1: argue? Right, and and going back to the story of Matthew, this was not even the main crux of the passage. Right, this was like the blip. Beep, and but, moved on. But. How wild would that be? But it showed that you know, it, how wild would that be? To see people raised again yeah. from the dead, which and, and this might even have to something to do with the fact of let's 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 bring this into the conversation too. Bring in Acts. Peter's Sermon, he mm-hmm. said um and the uh, Jesus whom you had crucified is the Messiah. That's right. what he said. And at that day 3,000? 2,000? 4,000? 3,000? souls. Thousands, are, but thousands of souls were added to the church that go. day because right. of his day of Pentecost sermon. Maybe the only reason why that many souls were added to the church that day was because of these people who were raising again from the dead who could testify Possibly. of it too. Right. Because cool. why would so many people all of a sudden, I don't know, a Couple was it a couple months later? A little right. bit later, a month later, all of a sudden I'd be like, yeah, no, sign us up. Sign us up unless they actually were able to say, no, 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 no. I was dead, but look at me. Right. I saw him. He was dead, but now look at him. Like, holy cow. Like what's going on? So I feel like that this has to have a bigger play in the book of Acts that we don't even realize. Sure. That's where I'm going to land my plane. All right. Well, I'm going to finish up with what is the
0: importance of all of this, right? And this, I'm going to read this little th- excerpt from the Gospel Coalition, Greg Lanier. And this is what he has to say on it, right? So what th- this is the importance in his in his opinion. Having attempted to clarify the historical details of this scene, I offer three perspectives on its interpretation. A, theology, proper. The main actor of the scene is God himself. The verb in the passage, was torn, shook, were split, were opened, were raised, are all passive and imply God as the acting agent. His power breaks through even when all seems to be lost, just as he will be the one who raises Jesus from the dead in the next chapter. B, eschatology. The darkening of the sky and the splitting, a rock-splitting earthquake, evoke the cosmic upheaval accompanying the day of the Lord. Likewise, the end times raising of the dead is the anticipated uh, is anticipated in many Old Testament texts. Indeed, Ezekiel prophesies that revived bodies will visit the Holy Land in Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve. But this apocalyptic coloring doesn't make Matthew's scene unhistorical. Rather, it deliberately invokes Old Testament ideas to convey the significance of what is taking place. The eschatological day has been inaugurated. The judgment of God has been brought forward in time, expressed at the cross, and the hope of future resurrection has appeared in part. And then Christology, our our third point. The insertion of this peculiar scene between Jesus' death and resurrection shows the power of both. His death breaks open our tombs, uh, bringing us forth from death's curse, and in new life makes possible our, our... And new life makes possible our new life. Indeed, the foreshadowing of the resurrection in this scene, immediately after Christ breathes his last breath, connects victory to the seeming defeat. These raised scents enter earthly Jerusalem where the temple veil had been torn in Matthew 27, 51. The way uh, into God's presence was opened. But Matthew's uh, peculiar scene is only a foretaste. The full meal will come in heavenly Jerusalem when God's true temple will be open and unveiled, Revelation 11:19, and the resurrection, the resurrected saints will dwell with the triune God forever. So, and then finally uh, what christianity.com has to say, in the same way our new life is a mirror of the work of Christ. He, his finished eternal work expressed through death and resurrection in the uh, is the basis of our ability to walk in the newness of life through forgiveness and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Our stories, while lived in mortal flesh, should speak of a greater reality, a spiritual life and power that has already overcome death. We do this uh, locally with people we know and as part of the church. We can live in victory and in hope, not based on the circumstances of temporary situations, but because of his work. The work of Christ transcends all. It It is a gift allowing us to give hope to others, showing through our lives that death isn't the end. It is not final. There's a way to be reconciled to God, escape death, and be part of the story that shakes the foundations of all creations. We have found it and invite others along for the great adventure. This is the Oh,
1: wait, was even Christian? This is the great oh, wait. Uh, no, what is it now? I know where you're going this with this. This is the great adventure. Isn't it the Dance saddle again. up your horses? Yeah. That one. We got a tail
0: to what, no, we got a trail to break. Whoa. Yeah, that's I think that's one. Yeah. This this is the great adventure. I'll try to see Chris Chapman. That's what and it was. Out yeah, of the park. and we tied. I screwed up. Anyways, that's all I've got, my friend. That was my final thoughts. Push forward.
1: So were they zombies, or were they real people, or were they heavenly beings floating around Jerusalem? And I would say they were real people. They they were they were Lazarus type people. Yep, I would agree with that.
0: Time for fun facts with
1: now someone did suggest that we should do spooky facts with fuller for this one but you already spooked us out at the beginning of this dang episode bro so what wonderful fun fact do you got to end this week's show on my dude so
0: here's the oh man we forgot to hit the record button on that
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's just like We didn't fact. record this no. whole episode? Man, <laughs> <No>. you suck.
0: <laughs> but the fun fact of oh. the day is, did you know, tiramisu translates to take me to heaven in Italian. Really? Yeah, this implies that this dish is so good that it'll take you to heaven. This Italian dessert is well-loved all over the world and has had several alternative twists that you, yourself, can create.
1: That's interesting. Now, I mean, they don't say take me to heaven anymore. They call it something else, and I don't know if I want to say that on the podcast. Yeah, let's not. This cake is better than... So I don't think we want to have that let's conversation. Let's just say, let, let's just, dude, you're ruining
0: the Jesus ruining the vibe. Take, you ruined the conclusion of Jesus takes us to heaven. We have a heavenly place to look forward to. So I added the Taramasoot translation. No, to take but I to think heaven. that's and then you I have to go that's and where ruin that idea it.
1: Came from though, but
0: then you had to go ruin it. No
1: Americans it. ruin it. Just like Americans <laughs> ruin, apparently ruin all the things. But you didn't have to bring it up. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But you know what? I do have to bring up what's that? That people can hang out with us and continue this conversation over in the Facebook group. So make sure you head over there. Check us out. We're also on instagram and also just on facebook in general to be honest we don't post there too much once in a while i might throw some random reels up in there here right now and then just because i can because ai <laughs> technology is gloriously it makes amazing. it easier makes it really really easy but if you want to continue the conversation hang out with us make sure you check us out on the facebook group
0: and if you haven't already go over to our youtube page where you can watch us as we record and uh make sure you hit that subscribe button and that bell notification
1: oh, oh, oh i wasn't oh, ready oh, try oh. again
0: the one job you do, it again. do it
1: again it's not working
0: There it is. There it is. So right now we have over a thousand subscribers to YouTube. Which is awesome. I mean, that's just awesome. Uh, So you could be the thousand and whatever. And let's let's keep marching forward and proclaiming the gospel to everybody through the podcast.
1: And if you have a question you want us to answer on the show, feel free to text us at 574-400-5352 or email G- the real talk Christian podcast at gmail.com. Oh, thank I'm you for that Buller. I love you, man. And we love you guys. So, until next time. You guys go ahead and take it easy.